0: Hello, it is Wednesday, welcome to the Firewolf Podcast, it's Christy, we are here, we've made it, we've made it, we're halfway through the week, we're on camel day, what's up, I got my camel toe out on hump day, uh, it's a two hump camel, I would say, I don't know, I'm chilling in the desert chilling in the desert just trying to get through uh I actually you know this week has been an interesting one it's been like again 10 weeks and one week and I don't know how you guys are doing but I'm having like I'm having like insights every single hour it feels and I've had to set a lot of boundaries this week and I've had to put my foot down on a lot of things this week And I am mid-puddle, and I'm being, I'm going to just be as honest as possible. I think, you know, there's some stuff that went down in the astrology community this week. um, And I am rethinking, relearning my business model and deciding, you know, maybe I should just, you know, pack up, live in the car for the last two months of the year, even though it's going to be winter. Uh, I've paid my rent through a certain amount of time here so I've got a couple of what is this August, September, i got like three months to think this through and uh, see how this pandemic goes but really like at this point you know I've got nothing to lose and two last fucks to give so I feel like you know, on Instagram, I try and keep things really peaceful. I'm not the most popular of astrologers. I'm not the most popular of comedians, but I've got people that I love and care for, and I'm just going to become as bluntly honest as possible. So I think that's kind of perfect for today's podcast because I have my friend Val Pascal on, and she is a Sagittarius, and she's one of the most bluntly honest people I know she is pure and beautiful and just full of light and she's always just been a voice of reason in my life and she's always you know she produced a wonderful show in DC that I always looked forward to it was on Wednesday nights and if I was not booked I would definitely go down to a place called Doc FC and just chill with Val and listen to the other comics and meet her patrons at the bar that she worked and she would do stand-up and open the show and she always just was so generous with time i think there were many tapes that i had that she never lit me or had me at 15 minutes and it was really really a great place to work out so today's episode has just been it was very much therapeutic (laughs) i think so i really hope you enjoy And, uh, you know, check out Val, Lousy Humans, L-O-U-S-Y, Humans, on, uh, all social media. And she's gonna have a video come out this week. It's linked to the YouTube channel in the description, but they're gonna be featuring her stand-up on DC Capital Pride, which is amazing. And the fact that it's during, you know, this whole COVID situation, I feel, is a much-needed, uh, just lift in the mood, so it's not out yet when the podcast comes out, but it will be later on in the week, so check it out and enjoy the episode!
1: Hello.
2: Oh, good. Yay. Yay. Let's see if this works. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you. Yay. Hey. Yes, I can. How
2: are you? I am doing okay. Yeah, with everything that's going on. I mean, I'm anxious constantly and have a hard time going to sleep at night. But, <laughs> 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 but. Uh, in yeah. So that's where I am. Is I I'm okay.
1: Yeah, I mean it's. I we spoke last week and it was like, oh, I can't move. It's like too
2: much. Oh yeah, last week was miserable.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean I don't know about you. I'm either or. I'm either in full on insomnia up till three or four in the morning, or I'm dead and passed out at like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night it really depends mm-hmm. um
2: it's been more three or four in the morning for me but um I I've done the occasional mid midday nap as well so
1: yeah well how does it feel now because like you know for people listening Val Pascal has been amazing just you're just wonderful and you ran this room called doc fc Mm -hmm. um out in washington dc now are they closed down like did they actually close the bar down
2: so we're in limbo um the ownership group um that used to own doc fc the mexican restaurant next to Doc FC and the diner and we used those two kitchens and had one giant management staff Uh, there was an ownership group that owned those restaurants as well as like four or five others and the restaurant group has been dissolved but uh, the diner appears to still be running so that makes me think that like we could reopen if it's real we're in we're really in limbo right now I, i i don't think anything is going to open up for a little while though are you still running your social media account um so i am i have all the passwords still and i actually um well and the biggest sense of hope was that the diner, um the folks who were my um general manager and assistant general manager asked if they could have the passwords for the diner so that's good and i did talk to them and they said you know we'll let you know what's going on if we decide that we're going to be ones to buy this and so it's one of those like Things look promising, but I don't know. I did. So the management group ceased to exist on June thirtieth. I still did a handful of social media posts through quarantine. The
1: stock is still going on, right? Are you told me. Yeah. Soccer.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, it came. It came back. Um, Germans the German league came back and finished their season. Um, They were the first ones um, to come back. They came back in, I want to say the end of May. So they finished um, the Spanish league came back and finished Uh, the English league came back and finished Uh, the French league just called it. They said, we're, we're not just, we're just not going to start again until next year. Uh the Italian that is still going on. I think there's like one more match left for them, and um, women's soccer in the u s came back and held a tournament in uh Utah, and uh the men's American soccer is currently holding a tournament in uh Florida.
1: And I know you told me last week that you were so depressed you were watching Italian soccer.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, no, I did that today. It was it was um, I watched Italian soccer and the playoffs for the second tier of English soccer. But yeah, that's exact. Also, well, also last week, um, I was watching an English soccer game. the The game itself was actually pretty good. The deal was that one of those two teams were getting their championship trophy at the end of the game. And, uh, there was, you know, glitter and fireworks for a stadium full of nobody, but like, I still watched it on TV just because I wanted to feel something else. And that was, you know, it was really joyful watching a team, even though it wasn't my team, you know, being happy about winning. Now,
1: who's your soccer team
2: Val? Um, it depends on which country. I mean, DC United for the US and Washington Spirit for the US. Um, in this case it was the English league, so Arsenal. Arsenal could still win a trophy um this upcoming Saturday. So best of luck to them. I'll knock on wood. There, there it is. <laughs> there I knocked. Um I like Barcelona in the Spanish league. Um, I, I'm one of those weird ones who I actually used to like their big rivalry Real Madrid because I lived in Madrid and I lived in Salamanca. And so it's like, oh, well, you know, when in Rome or rather when in Madrid <laughs> like Real Madrid. And they had a bunch of really good players at the time. They had David Beckham and they had the Don and they had um Ronaldo um, R nine and um, this was you know oh three oh three oh four and it was they it was a really exciting team but I remember visiting their um, their stadium the Santiago de Bernabéu and there were trophies in there like I think they made one of them up there was one in there <laughs> that was like. The, that they won the team of the century and they're like <laughs> and I'm like that isn't real come on what New York Yankees organization <laughs> is this place and but that's not fair they have way more money than any american sport well you you
1: definitely introduced me to international soccer by going to To Doc FC, I, I could. Oh, and
2: Borussia Dortmund in Germany, love them, love, love, love them.
1: Wait, that's the name of the team. Yep. Borussia.
2: Borussia Dortmund, or you could just say Dortmund.
1: Dortmund. Okay. Mm -hmm. The only, the only ones I know are Cristiano Ronaldo because he's really, really hot. Um, Correct. Super hot. Um, And then I know. the women's team because of last year Mm -hmm. and because Abby Wombeck was on the team and she's married to one of my favorite authors
2: yeah Glennon Doyle
1: and I I love I love and so that's the only reason why I cared was because Glennon Doyle was like posting and then you were posting and I was like oh okay so it's kind of like so I, I like learned soccer through you and Glenn and Doyle. <laughs> oh
2: my god, that's amazing. Love it.
1: <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay, this is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean I you ran that bar so well, you ran that show so well, and you really gave so many comics um a great room to work out our stuff in, you know. Oh, and, thank you. You, you kept it going for us. And I always look forward to Wednesday nights at Doc F.C. I really, I really hope it comes back at some time. You know? Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I know you have, I, I was going to ask you, because I know you have babies now. You have oh, two babies.
2: yes. We have two furry babies. <laughs> Where mm-hmm. did you get your babies? We got them at the end of April. Um, So I um, stopped um, working at the bar. My my last day working at the bar was March 15th. And it was one of those things where everything just got very serious very quickly in terms of the sporting world. Um, because on, um, on Tuesday I went in and we knew things were bad in places like China and Italy and they're like, oh yeah, there's going to be some Italian soccer games that can't be played. Um, and there's going to be a few, um, Champions League games where, um, there won't be fans in the stadium, which was really creepy. Is the best way of putting it. Like they've done the best job they can coming back and coming back and seeing it. Now that I've gotten a little more used to it, it's a little it's 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 less weird than it initially was. But then, um, like there was a Champions League game on Wednesday uh yeah two champions league games on Wednesday one had fans one didn't and then Wednesday night the mayor of DC um like said that there was a state of emergency and then like around 24 hours from then like the NBA called their season then major league <laughs> baseball called their season and um Wednesday night Actually, the coach of Arsenal got diagnosed with covid nineteen so they had a game that got postponed, so it was just you know everything just went so so hard and fast it was crazy but um so yeah, march fifteenth we 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 um basically ceased operations, and then I stopped. Um, and there was a stay at home order, so I didn't walk dogs for about two months, two and a half months and we had talked about getting cats uh now that Jen is working in the news and has um a job that she likes a lot better and that she saved up money and I was at home all the time and looking for company and, and then we got these two little brother cats. Oh, and there's one of them right there. <laughs> oh, is that a link kitty? Yes, Jen has brought me a link kitty. Oh, a link kitty? Oh. Yes. <laughs> time you up? Oh, and there's a Sam kitty on the floor somewhere. I Aww. think. Hi,
1: kitty. Hi, Jen. Yes.
2: Christy says hi. <laughs> you're <all> right, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Jen says hi and h- hope you're doing well in the post apocalyptic world. So, yeah, there's, oh, nope, there goes Link. And there was, good, a, there was a, there was a Sam kitty on the, uh, on the floor. Oh. Thank you. Oh.
1: Have they helped with, like, any depression that's been, like, looming at all?
2: Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, the month of April was just very difficult because I spent a lot of it arguing with the unemployment office (laughs) um, about whether I should get paid, and this was something Basically, I, quote, unquote, answered a question wrong, which is to say I, I let them know that I was no longer walking dogs, but I did so in a way that was apparently the wrong answer to the question, which is weird because they leave boxes for you to explain yourself. And so I'm like, you left me a box to explain what I meant. So I explained what I meant.
1: They still were giving you a hard time. They're like,
2: other people didn't have that problem. And I'm like, well, no, two of the people, two or three of the people that I talked to were great. And the final person I talked to was just a monster. And I'm glad I didn't have to talk to her again because I finally emailed enough people and called enough people that, I was able to finally get the the money that I uh, <laughs> that had been sort of withheld for about a month. It's
1: gotta be frustrating because, it's like, here you are. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I, 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 are you able to work now? Like, are you back to walking dogs at all?
2: I am back to walking dogs. I would. Say that I've got maybe half the um, clients that I did when I stopped walking dogs. Well, not even when I stopped walking dogs, but you know, before March fifteenth, I would say. And I have none of those clients every day of the week except for one right now. And the only reason I have that client every day of the week is because the second dog walker. Um, did not get unemployment, so I gave him Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I took Tuesday, Thursday.
1: Oh, so like...
2: it's uh, it's not much, but like it does feel good to be going outside again. But it's been a very like weird trying to. I started this being like, I'm going to stay on a schedule. And here's what my schedule's going to be. And it included working out in the middle of the day at like three o'clock. And then doing, you know, writing in the middle. And then making dinner and then maybe doing comedy Zoom shows at night. Or watching Netflix or something. And not having the dogs was very difficult. So it felt good to have cats to take care of. And then I hurt both of my shoulders, I assume from doing too much yoga. Because I was doing yoga as a way, as, I was using it as a coping mechanism, basically.
1: Well, let me ask you this because we were talking last week and you and I kind of were in the spiritual world as well. Uh-huh. And you're very, very in tune, you're very psychic, you're extremely empathic. And I know you pick up on a lot. And what like how how do you like navigate these times being such a strong empath?
2: Um, I've definitely had to put more effort into how I sort of navigate my interpersonal and spiritual daily life. Um, Because it's a different routine. Like going into the bar and restaurant business, that was one sort of spiritual routine you know, I made sure that I had you know crystals on me and energy around me that would be good for you know talking to people and being around electronics and keeping my energy clear. But this has been very different because I've been sitting at home with a lot of collective pain. So I think that, you know, I've needed to take at least 10 minutes to meditate every day. I basically, since I haven't been able to do yoga, I've done, I've I've made physical therapy and meditation something that I can do together. And I've worked with other modalities too. Like I've, which with um with tapping and with um active breath work, which is intense. Oh my gosh. So fun. Um I completely rearranged where all my crystals were in the house one day and move things yeah I've moved a lot of things around so that they're in places that can be easily cleared it's I I have and I, I just have like sage on the ready but it's been it's been a very active practice like it can't be a passive practice anymore It's something that I actually have to sit with and work through and interact with. Well, you are one of the best
1: crystal workers that I've ever kind of witnessed, and I've seen you in action, and I kind of feel like when you said collective pain, I know you said you're in a lot of physical pain, but is it more you're feeling all of the pain, like from the news and everything also?
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. Um. Absolutely. Um. I mean, Wednesday was pretty difficult, I think, for both of us. This past Wednesday when um, it was announced that the type of, um, government police that are in Portland pulling people into unmarked vans are also going to be doing that elsewhere in the country. And um, there's a guy that I grew, uh, that I went to, was really good friends with in high school. We remained friends in college. We remain friends to this day. And he jokes that he's more conservative than Genghis Khan. Even he agrees that that's fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's very scary and very fucked up, and it's just like you're right in the heart. You're in in D.C., and Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I'm sure you're feeling the pressure, and there's protests all over the city, and I mean, as as an empath, have you gotten any sort of – I was asking somebody this earlier this week on the podcast as well – have you had any like premonitions at all about what's, what's, you know,
2: coming through the pipe here, the, down the road? I've only had one and it's the sort of thing where, um, as other people in the spiritual world know, free will can happen. Things can change at any time. There is more than one possibility for the future. But the one premonition that I've had, and I've had it more than once, is just walking outside of my house one day and going down the street to the the main road that's closest to my house and trying to get it through my body that America isn't a country anymore And the feeling of what do we do now?
1: Very interesting. And you're a Sagittarius. So usually when Sagittarius is getting those premonitions, I very
2: much listen <laughs> to that. <laughs> so sure
1: that- yeah,
2: that is definitely one way that the future can go. And it's, it it's a, it's a very real it is a very real possibility.
1: So as somebody with your gift um you know, I was I was thinking about this and kind of how it ties into your chart. <laughs> I was like uh-huh, oh. of course. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, you're having a south node transit right now on a personal Mm -hmm. level. And your solar energy with the south node, you are experiencing sort of this meeting of past lives and meeting of future self at the same time. So Mm -hmm. on a personal level, that's where you're kind of at right now. I think it's cool that your cats, I feel like your little kitty cats are, like, here to guide you. I don't know if that makes sense.
2: Well, I did start a TikTok account that I have only updated twice, and it is entirely (laughs) the two of them picking out cards from (laughs) my various decks. Um, (laughs) One of them actually puts his paw on it, and the other one tries to chew the cards. (laughs) So... (laughs) But they do—they do a good job. I mean, they—they they pick things that are very—they um, make sense, you know. They—they're they, very attuned little animals. What kinds of cards have your cats picked? Um, I think one of them had to do. Um, they're both from the Sacred Rebel Oracle deck. But um and so that uh it's not the Rider weight deck, which is still a deck that I feel like I, I have it, but I'm not as practiced with with the Rider weight deck as I am with some of the, you know, Oracle ones that I have. But I I remember just being very Having to do with, you know, I wish I could even remember. Um, if if you go to kitten underscore readings it'll, it'll, it'll actually I'll, help you.
1: I'll, I'll, take that. I'll tell you that. I'm just so, I'm so curious to see what your cat. because I think that's so, so cute. And like, it's, it's something that with all the craziness out in the world,
2: it's like, oh my God, yeah. I would watch cats picking tarot cards all day long. Oh yeah. No, um I think they've actually picked um Link has also picked from the uh the uh the Oracle deck that has um that I have that's uh crystals. So That's so cute. So, although the the there was one, um I have a deck on my phone called the Crystal Wind deck and I use that one if I'm like out in the world and find myself in a like repeating cycle of just like rough thoughts and then to get out of my own head. I'll I'll go to the deck and be like, okay, what do I need to know? And I'll I'll, you know, take the deep breath and try to get into that space. Like, okay, guys, what do I need to know right now? And the um the most recent thing I picked from that deck was the Threshold Guardian, which is a you are being tested. And Man, that Cancer Moon was no joke. I was just... It's no it, was, it
1: was no
2: fucking joke. It was just an emotional wreck. Like, I actually... I have strange... Like, Leo, I've seen all the different... Asso- I I've, I've have, had like, bad and good associations with Leo, but now that it's Leo season, I just feel so much better. Which is weird, because, like, my mom is a Leo, but also... Technically, Jen is a Leo, although she acts a whole lot more like a Virgo. Like, she's a stereotypical Virgo. She's at the end of the Leo season. But I don't know. It's just, I, I guess it's just, you know, a fire being in fire. It's like, ah, I am fire in fire. I am pig in shit. It's as it should be.
1: And it's still that, that Cancer new moon was really. Um it was so draining and I was, I was thinking like, how is this new moon energy right now? Because it, it was, it just felt like this soul. It was so even,
2: draining. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. It felt very soul draining. And, you know, we have this full moon coming up on Monday. Um, your episode's actually going to be out on the full moon. Um, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and it's going to be in Aquarius.
2: Oh, I love Aquarius, which is gonna be a lot
1: more helpful for for your sign of badge. But I, I this full moon energy, cause I was sitting out in uh, the desert last night, just under the under the moon, and I am mm-hmm. meditating, and a coyote just chilled, like he, he or she, they trotted by, and they were like, they just stopped and normally they would like freak out and run away and it just kind of stop looked at me and then like casually trotted off and i was wow.
2: like
1: i was like oh this is a message from the moon i was like but it feels like to me that this full moon is actually more refreshing than that
2: fucking new moon in cancer was supposed to <laughs> i don't know well when it was the second new moon in cancer yep and uh, and I have a Cancer moon and a Cancer. Ri- I I am a Cancer moon and a Cancer uh, rising. So I was very much feeling all of the feelings, all of the feelings. i was a definite
1: hermit hiding in the house energy.
2: Mhm. Oh man, so many feelings. Although I feel like there was sort of some, I mean, there's going, I'm going to be, you know, I I definitely had to look at my relationship with fear. And of course I'm anxious right now because I have a good reason to be anxious. Um, My, I, I don't often make a habit of quoting my mom, but you know, sometimes she is right. And um, one of the things that she tells some of her patients that come in with anxiety and depression that deal with situations is every once in a while, she's like, well, if you weren't anxious, I would say you're not paying attention. So of course I'm anxious because I'm paying attention. But Some of the things that I have done in the past out of fear, I feel like, I feel better about, oh, well, now I'm not doing some of the things that I do out of fear. I'm doing it out of genuinely wanting to build community. Looking like a true Sagittarius there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are a community builder. You've been as like as long as I've known you. You've, you've always cared about other comics. You've always supported comics and their growth. And it's tough because I know how hard this would be for a fire sign like you to to be taken out of your community. And we kind of forced to sit because, you know, you were on a roll. Like <laughs> you were on. Oh, a absolutely. Roll. Yeah. It's like I was as as much as crystals are amazing at healing because I know the last time we spoke, we talked about crystals and it was mm-hmm. awesome. And then the recording didn't upload, and I was like, no, no. Oh! <laughs> yeah. But. It's like, this is something, in my opinion, whatever we're going through with this Great Awakening, that as much as I love working with crystals, this is something that is, we're, like, witnessing this giant spiritual purge, almost, of, like, power that, like... There's no crystal we can throw at Donald Trump right now,
2: oh no, not in the least, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although if you were to give Donald Trump a crystal, what kind of crystal would you give him?
2: ooh, that ooh, that's a difficult one um I mean, I think that I'd probably give him something. Definitely not anything from the throat up because he needs to get out of his own head. So um, third eye would not, anything third eye would not help him. Um, I would say there would be, I'd probably give him some, I, I'll be honest. I, I my my thought is I'd give him black tourmaline, but he's carrying so much negativity; it would probably <laughs> break. I'm not it's even just, sure the tourmaline would last that long. <laughs> um, it would just crack right in half. It would <laughs> crack right in half. Yeah, I, they are crystals are fucking smart. Um, probably jasper then, like red jasper, because it's a very grounding, feminine stone that can like, number one, get to the root of his pain and number two, he's very clearly an infant soul and that's what he needs to be working on. Is some of the most basic, basic, basic levels of needs and growth. So it's got to be something you know root, root level so red Jasper. it's sure. not i mean yeah so that would that will i think to the bare minimum of help and what crystals have been like
1: getting you by lately
2: oh wow um a lot of hematite for the um for the anxiety um also, a um, decent amount of malachite or malacola just for, um, which have, you know, two purposes. One, it's heartstone stuff, which the interesting thing about my arms and my shoulders being in pain and my rotator cuff and my back actually being needing to be strengthened is that all heart chakra stuff? Really? Okay. So, oh to, yeah. To, okay. Okay.
1: Talk to me. So you're going heart. I would definitely go. I would go first. Okay. So tell me why. Tell me why you would go with the heart for the back.
2: Um. Well, because the first. Well, first I had noticed um, shoulders and upper arms, and that's all for sure heart chakra stuff and now I'm realizing that it's my upper back as well that needs strengthening Um, because the arms and the shoulders are getting better and so while I was doing that a lot of malachite and also I've got this uh, like dragon blood stone which is incredible but I definitely have been working through just getting a lot of this has been, because I've been, you know, just with my own stuff, some of my own stuff has been learning to, that love doesn't need to be transactional. Like, that's a a mother wound thing with me is that there's, that love is transactional. And so I've been just getting some of that feeling of you know not of not feeling like I'm worth love that is out there or anything else that is out there kind of out of out of that you know it's been muddying what is otherwise a very powerful area of power for me.
1: What happened, like say, when you met Jen? Because I know you and Jen have been together for a while, mm-hmm. and you're you're saying that love transactional wounds. Like, what is that wound for you? Like, what what? Is, like, when you say love is transactional, you mean like because your mom had been in the like has her sort of business going,
2: or it's not even that. It's um, I've never entire. Well, how would it affects or has, I guess I should say has, affected in the past the romantic relationship is that I've had to get past the idea that she could get angry and leave me at any time. Over reasons that are unclear. Over reasons of me being me. Because that's the sort of dynamic that I had in my household was that at any given time for any given reason, I could be the subject of, like, a, of just screaming. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I definitely bore the brunt of a lot of anger and probably mother wound stuff from my mother That. There's like gener, there's been generations of mother wounds going in through that side of the family, so I was not only like curing my own stuff but kind of getting some of it out of you know her mom and her mom, just generations of that shit, so the way that I've had to. Interact with her that I learned to interact with her, and also with my with her mother was, you know, you could be anything you say could be the wrong thing, anything you do could be a disappointment.
1: Oh my god, you're hitting my soul right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's the sort of thing where, like, I'm not. Still angry at my mom, uh, like we we kind of hashed out a lot of things at the end of 2017, wherein she kind of took responsibility for some of those actions, and that's really all that I needed from her was for her because the rest of the healing I can do on my own, I just wanted that recognition. And I know some people will never get that from people that they have, you know, wounds within. So I've been, you know, working through, just some of the physical trauma, like some of the, you know, traumatic stuff, it's still in my body. And one of those things was, you know, I need to get out the idea of the like transactional or what somebody deserves. Like, what do I deserve?
1: you just hit like the deepest like I feel all of this I feel (laughs) I feel all of this right now and that's kind of what the new moon brought up for me as well it was like oh I don't know if I deserve success because yeah. yeah and it was like do I even deserve to have anything good happen like and then when you know then we go in, like, to self-sabotage because we're like, oh, yeah, like, it's, like, old shit, you know? hmm So, like, that, that hits hard. And, uh, I mean, I feel right now, Val, that there's a ton of mother wound stuff coming up for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And do you feel, like, this? So you're saying you're having physical pain, but is there other, like, manifestations of the physical pain around you that you're seeing as well?
2: Oh, man, other manifestations that I'm seeing around me. I mean, so love and fear are always going to exist. I mean, that just is the dichotomy, the love and fear. And what it's light and dark. One can't exist without the other. But I think just the overwhelming presence of being ruled by fear is you can tell that that's, that's just the society that we're in. Like, we've all been trained to be ruled by fear.
1: Yeah, it sucks. It's like when, I sometimes feel like it's like dog treats. <laughs> like the oh news, my God. Like, like, <laughs> like Twitter, and the news is just like here's yeah, breaking news, and we're like dogs panting, like what's going on, you know?
2: <laughs> yes. So I think that people, and I mean people, have taken different reactions to the well, the virus, but also racism itself is a fear-based, it is a fear-based problem because it is people literally showing a lack of love and a lack of empathy for their fellow human beings. And then now we've got a group of people who, you know, speaking of, you know, Collective wounds handed down through generations are litter- are carrying wounds that are generations old, and there's a Martin Luther King quote that I think gets you know used a lot about how the dark cannot shut out the dark only. The light can do that, you know. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And I, I've been thinking about that a lot in terms of people that you know look like you and me were were raised were raised uh, white have you know had that. the the benefits of the white supremacist system even that we we see is, you know, a terrible system. (laughs) And that quote is meant for us. We are the ones who need to really do what we do to create the community from that place of love not from the place of my black friends and colleagues will think i'm an asshole not from i'm going to be super nice because i don't want to get yelled at which is how i've which is a mother wound thing that's how i've like done my whole life is i'm not going to get into confrontation i don't want to get yelled at i don't want to say the wrong thing i don't want to sound stupid but that's all just acting from fear and people are out there that need help but I think people are actually doing a very good job for the most part of saying what they need and how they need it and how we can help and so that's been something that I feel like has been a shift for me in these past couple months is I see how to further just build that community, build that love. And I know that you've been
1: spending time, like you've been doing a ton of shows I see
2: online. I feel Um, like I've been insanely more creative than I've been in Fucking
1: years! This is absurd. I've seen that you've been on so many. Like you were in a a, a, a Bobby Bobby. Is it Bobby Oliver? Uh huh. I've seen you in her rooms. I see you were at your. Are you going to be? Is uh, Flapper doing something?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm in the um, Burbank Comedy Festival or COVIDy Festival this year, and that. That feels really good because two years ago I applied and did not get in, so it feels really nice to be like, I can, I can do this room now. Apologies
1: that you hear the monster truck drive, by. my neighbors don't know how to slow down. Anyway,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've done that. I got I was on a um, New York based Zoom mic. Before getting on the phone with you, I did a Seattle based one in the middle of the day yesterday. Um, I'll get on DC and Baltimore ones too, but even more than just that, like I've actually started writing things again. I've submitted writing for consideration for publication. And so awesome. Yeah, like I. Putting a I, I a I have a children's book that I've been sending out to publishers, and I have a book about music that I um, submitted for publication, and I've um, done some comedy writing that I've, has had you know varying degrees of success. I mean, you did I'm, just that's not it, but so, but I've done it, you know, I've done it and I've turned it in.
1: Exactly. And also, Val, can I say where you submitted your packet to? You can. You submitted a packet to SNL. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just fucking, like, I feel like you, um, there's so many comics that don't give themselves enough credit, and I feel like you're one of them, because it's like, (laughs) you I don't know how you do all the things that you do, but you do. <laughs> and, and then you'll be like, I don't do enough. And you're like, Oh my God, Val, you're, like, I feel like you have your own private debt because like, you, would, <laughs> cause you like go to DC, you go to Virginia, you go to Baltimore, you're like, you're all over. And, uh, and that, that's something that's very admirable. And I really hope, you know, that this gets at least, you know, a consideration
2: because you deserve, you deserve that
1: nod, you know?
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. And it's been beautiful to be able to, and and I worked with somebody that I actually made friends with over the quarantine, um, a New York based comic. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to do this too. And so we got to like, drink wine and read each other's sketches and help um so i just want to say not only is anna kane very funny she's also like the best editor (laughs) that i have found for any comedic writing that is on the page like she's The way that Bobby Oliver can punch up live jokes, Anna can punch up anything that is written. It's amazing.
1: And Anna Kane, K-A-N-E?
2: C-A-I-N.
1: C-A-I-N, okay. I'll try and link her in here, too. Yep. Um, Oh, that's, that's awesome, Val. I'm so happy, like, you... You deserve a rest, even though this kind of rest is probably, you know, it sucks ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: it's the first time in maybe my since living here in D.C. that I've not had like three jobs slash responsibilities, you know? And yeah. so that's been, it's been, it's taken getting used to.
1: Yeah, it
2: definitely been. But it like doesn't I've... feel, that now it doesn't, it no longer feels like I'm wrong for being more still.
1: Have you learned from the stillness? That's what I'm having a lot of trouble doing is, like, I'm deciding today, like, should I go and stay with a friend in LA this weekend or not? Mm-hmm. And my my intuition is like, no, you really got to stay still.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I'm so used to being on the go all the time that it's like, don't be a, don't be uh, lazy or don't be, you know, but then I'm seeing like my certain friends, you know, I'm just like, is that the safest decision? You know, I'm kind of going back and forth with, like, should it's I? Probably not.
2: Um, <laughs> I would invite that friend to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I, yeah, I, I love the idea of, you know, being able to see people again. It's been it's been nice when I can get it, <laughs> you know, being able to see people again. I hope that comedy does come back soon.
1: I don't – but I I also, yeah. like, I'm trying to be practical. I'm trying not to be rebellious and just, like, take off and drive somewhere, which is the temptation right now. It's just like
2: – Oh, well, and I've felt the temptation – I absolutely have I'm like well fuck it I've got all this time maybe I'll just drive somewhere but um, I guess what's interesting is realizing that I still can like it doesn't feel like we have time right now because people are dying Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, but I don't think that necessarily means that we're not. I'm just trying to think of how to put this. I just. I've spent large. I have definitely spent chunks of my life you know, thinking, again, from fear, just being like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about this because I'll be dead by then. I don't have to worry about what's going to, I don't have to think about what's going to happen after college because I'm going to graduate from college and then I guess I will just cease to exist, (laughs) you know? And I don't, feel that way about this. And of course, multiple futures, anything anybody does can change anything that happens in the future. But I feel like we will see our way out of this. And Also, I feel like because it's taken so fucking long to get anything done to contain this virus, we're going to have more free time than we thought we were. So (laughs) it's a little bit, I mean, a, a little bit of that comes from anger, but a little bit it comes from those of us that do see our way out of this are going to be living differently. Like, the fucking rat race and the grind and whatever. I don't think it's going to be like that again. I think this is shedding entirely too much light on just inequities, but also the way that we run things. And how just frustrating, unnecessarily frustrating, we've made these systems. And I just think too many people that come out of this are going to be like, well, fuck that. And I think the idea of a grind and a rat race and the pressure to, the pressure to keep moving. Like, I love movement. I love being able to get up and be on my feet and moving around and doing anything. But I don't feel like there needs to be fear behind it anymore.
1: I got so much ASMR I was just like what (laughs) yeah I mean thank you for saying that thank you it's like I hope that it's not a rat race anymore because I felt like so long that I've just been jumping through all of these hoops all the time constantly no matter Mm -hmm. where I turn it's like in comedy especially it's like the other day I was sitting on the floor like Like, I think it was actually last week when I spoke to you on the phone. It was, like, afterwards, I was just, like, I had to take, like, an hour and just kind of, like, I couldn't move. Like, there was something in me that I was just, like, it was, like, everything I've ever done, like, my nerve, my jaw pain. I really had jaw pain. Mm -hmm. And um, it just, like, all backfired. Like, my jaw was just hurting so bad. And I was, like, I need to sit and think. And when I sat, all these memories started coming through, like, all the fights that, that all the hoops that I've been jumping through, it's like, you know, it is worth it in stand-up when you're, you know, I, I'm not taking back any of the hoops that I've jumped through in stand-up comedy, Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: sometimes those hoops are so painful because it's like, do I really have to revisit this one one more time? (laughs) Like, it's like, that kind of thing if that makes sense it does
2: so you'll appreciate this I had a dream um which like I kind of feel like stand-up comedy may have been what I was thinking about well subconsciously thinking about when I had the dream but it had to do with going through an obstacle course and I I was walking, you know, back and forth along the side of it, not participating in it. And one of the earliest, and then I went back to participate in it, and one of the earliest pieces of the obstacle course involved literally going through a pit, like a ball pit of tigers. (laughs) And in the dream, I went, fuck that, I'll go to the next one. And yeah, there's still going to be challenges, but there's no reason to go into a pit of tigers. Like we can climb ropes, we can go over hills, we can we can write, we can practice, we can bomb we don't need to go through the pet of tigers. We can just walk around that shit. Yeah. I'm trying to decide what the
1: tigers are.
2: And there are a lot of things they could be, but, um, I mean, it just kind of, I, I, I think one thing to be said is it's something that happened very early on in the obstacle course. hmm and also like parts of the obstacle like I I, I could have fun with stuff in an obstacle course. I'm never gonna have fun in a pit of tigers.
0: <laughs>
1: I feel like can I put bringer
2: shows in the pit of tigers? <laughs> I think bringer shows might be the pit of tigers. Either that or either that or like useless harassment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Val, I love you.
1: You're so like I just I, I miss you so much. That
2: it makes it, it makes me feel so good to get to talk to you.
1: same here, I I really appreciate your time. I know that um, you're feeling everything because I'm sensitive, but I feel like you're you're like a crystal aura, and uh, I'm sure it feels like like somebody's, like, there's pin needles on you at some time.
2: My um, dreams have been really wild, but, uh, well, Sarah Armore has said that based on my chart, I am, like, a living, breathing crystal, so I basically have to clear myself a lot yeah. so that I can come from this place, this community, and and continue to uh live without just uh lying down all the time. <laughs> uh,
1: well Val, I wanted to ask, is there anything that you would like to promote today? How can people find you? You can find me
2: on um at lousy humans on Twitter and Instagram. You could also find lousy humans. Um, On Facebook, Uh, my website is lousyhumansmedia.com. And as far as things uh, where you can see me perform comedy, I just taped, along with some other wonderful comedians from D.C. and Baltimore, we taped something for Capital Pride which will be on Capital Pride YouTube when this comes out because uh, that comes out on July 31st. So hashtag still we laugh is how you'll be able to find that. And in August, I will be on some Zoom shows based out of L.A., which will be on my website, com under the live show tag.
1: Awesome. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you, too. I'll keep in touch with you, and uh, I'll have everything linked in the show notes as well. Awesome.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Val. Oh, my God, thank you. I'm so glad that we were both feeling, like, in a much better space.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel, it was nice to just talk to you on the phone with no, like, pressure. Oh, yeah. Podcasting and stuff like that. So, it was just really nice to have,
2: like, a human conversation. Oh, my gosh, it felt so good.
1: (laughs) Oh, girl, well, give my best to Jen and the kitty cat. I will. <laughs> Take care.
2: Thank <laughs> you. Too. Bye. Bye.